Listener Production. At Cosmos, we love an expert, and one reality show boasts an impressive three of them. Two psychologists and a sexologist get together on the infamous couch each week to hold their experimental subjects accountable. If you know what I'm talking about, you're probably familiar with Married at First Sight. I'm Petra Stock, a science journalist at Cosmos, where we pride ourselves on covering the science of everything. So today, yes, we are really going there and taking a look at the so-called science behind Australia's most controversial social experiment. Passing the sniff test, the science of couple matching. One of the show's original experts, Dr. Tricia Stratford, instigated the dirty t-shirt smell test, now a staple of the maths matching process. Contestants wear the same t-shirt to bed every night for a week with strict instructions. No deodorant, no spicy foods. They then seal their collected body odour into a snaplock bag which is sent in to be sniffed by potential love matches. Seems pretty sciencey, especially when Stratford wears her lab coat. But could a smell test for attraction actually work? Apparently, smells do actually play a role in heterosexual attraction. Studies suggest the more different a man's whiff is to her own aroma, the more attractive a woman is likely to find him. That difference in smell is an evolutionary cue that a potential mate is genetically different, which in evolutionary terms is beneficial for offspring. But the significance of aroma as a preference also depends on the time of month. University of Sheffield research published in Trends in Ecology and Evolution explains genetic cues like smell are more important when a woman is at the midpoint of her menstrual cycle in the most fertile phase. For the rest of the period, other dimensions and qualities like socioeconomic factors and personality rise to the fore. Interestingly, that research suggests that the math smell test might be less useful for women on the contraceptive pill. That's because the pill smooths out the impact of menstrual cycles on mate preferences, reducing the preference for genetic variation in potential mates. Do you have a type? Apart from the sniff test, before being matched, experts ask the contestants to describe the physical, lifestyle and socioeconomic features they find desirable in a partner. Singles are invited to flip through a digital photo album, a bit like Tinder, providing an indication of the physical features they prefer, followed by a personality and relationship test. Some can be quite prescriptive about likes and dislikes. I'm looking at you, Jesse. When we first meet Jesse on this year's season, he pulls out several sheets of paper listing his icks or specific turn-offs. I think the best place to start is girls who are addicted to their phones, social media, motivational quotes, hustle and grinding. Who do you think you are? Any girl who calls me honey, sweetie, you're not my auntie. Chicks who are always talking, who always interrupt you. My icks include men referring to grown women as chicks or girls. After all these science-adjacent assessments are made, the experts use them to match a number of brides and grooms, often with the exact opposite of their preferred type. 
Is this science at work or just a way to amp up the drama? Science suggests people actually do have a type and it's not easy to shift. A study by Czech researchers looked at women with more than one long-term relationship and compared the physical, demographic and personality characteristics. The group included 537 respondents drawn from a larger sample who were 18 to 45 years, heterosexual and had experiences with at least two long-term partners. Participants were asked to characterise their long-term romantic partners against 21 characteristics. Three were demographic, things like size of house, educational level and age difference. Thirteen were physical, including eye colour, hair colour, face, beardedness, muscularity, height, BMI and attractiveness. And five were personality characteristics using a standardised test for emotional stability, extroversion, agreeableness and conscientiousness. The results show mate choice consistency across different romantic partners was higher than expected across almost all of those qualities, except for facial masculinity and beardedness. In other words, the participants in the study definitely had a type. More significant variables were house size and weight, followed by relative height, attractiveness and education. The researchers theorised that having a type might actually help people narrow down the pool of potential partners. On the show, when the experts match bride and groom against type, they don't really provide a scientific justification beyond... Well, your past relationships haven't worked. Why not try something different? This year, one groom became so obsessed with the differences between his science-matched partner and his preferred active lifestyle and physical qualities that he belittled his wife for not measuring up. The consequences of a mismatch like Dan and Sandy might seem sadly predictable to viewers. In bad news... There's not a lot of research into the consequences of pairing people with a non-preferred partner. But the good news is there is, in Finches. Australian research published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society found when female Gordian Finches were socially paired, you know, the biosciences equivalent of being married at first sight, with poor quality mates, the birds' stress levels were three to four times higher than birds matched with preferred mates. The decision to stay or leave. Once matched and married, maths couples are put through a series of trials that the experts claim have been carefully designed to test and strengthen their relationships. You know what I'm talking about. The honesty box, intimacy week, that compulsory task where you rank your partner's attractiveness relative to the other brides or grooms, the weekly dinner parties, the couple's retreat. Science suggests it might actually make sense to combine the photo ranking task with the dinner party, or at least the excessive amounts of alcohol usually consumed there. An experiment by Michael Livers of Bond University in Queensland asked people to rank the attractiveness of people in photographs while sober, slightly intoxicated, 
and blind drunk. Both intoxicated groups gave significantly higher attractiveness ratings than the non-intoxicated controls, the scientists reported. And if Jesse and Claire were rock hyraxes, which is sadly not the case, although I'd certainly like to watch that reality show, then science could help explain why their date to the music shop was such a success. If you're a rock hyrax, which is a cute, fluffy, little guinea pig-looking creature, musical skill, like singing and maintaining a rhythm, are strong indicators of mate suitability and related to reproductive success. German-based researchers studying these animals even found the little critters sing in regional dialects. After completing each Herculean labour, the couples check back in with the experts on the couch, and bride and groom write either stay or leave to indicate whether they wish to continue the experiment. Reasons to leave the show and their arranged marriages have included everything from abusive and cruel behaviour infidelity, communication breakdowns, and in Dan's case, not liking the ocean. And it turns out those reasons are not so different from when people leave real marriages. A study in the late 1990s called the Australian Divorce Transition Project randomly surveyed 650 divorced Australians to better understand the reasons for and consequences of divorce. Consistent with other divorce studies, the most common reason people gave for the breakdown of their relationship was communication problems, 27%, incompatibility, 21%, followed by infidelity, 20%. Around 10% each related to physical violence or alcohol or drug abuse. There's no solid evidence yet about fondness for the ocean, though. Not all marriages last. So does a marriage match by maths experts outperform your average nuptials? The short answer is no. In Australia, roughly a third of marriages end in divorce. The majority stick together. Meanwhile, out of the 82 couple matches made on maths so far, media reporting suggests only five are still together. That's around a 6% success rate. So is it actually possible to use science to predict a successful love match? American psychologist John Gottman claimed to be able to. He observed and recorded couples talking to one another in a lab after not being able to for the previous eight hours. Over the course of three 15-minute conversations, the topics were their day, a conflict, and a happy topic. Gottman coded the conversations for certain behaviours and emotions. Years later, he followed up with the couples, and in doing so, identified the communication styles more likely to lead to divorce. These were criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. On a more positive note, there were other cues indicating a couple was likely to stay together. These included reconciling quickly after a fight, and more positive than negative comments during conflicts. By observing just a few minutes of the conflict conversations, Gottman's research team claimed to be able to predict with a high level of accuracy which couples would split and which ones would stay together. 
But psychologists have since cast shade on these kinds of divorce prediction studies and say the results of relationship experts like Gottman should be interpreted with extreme caution. Is the social experiment actually science? Of course, maths isn't actual science. Although aspects, like the sniff test, might be science adjacent. And the experiment almost certainly wouldn't get ethics approval from a university. But whether it's science or nonsense, the show carries on. And many viewers are choosing to write stay for the drama rather than leave for the lack of scientific rigour. But every good love story has a happy ending. So I'll leave you with this. Psychologists at UC Davis found that when people are in love, they look at one another and their hearts actually beat in sync. Maybe something for next season. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app, and head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Ha! Science Explained.